The Money Show. Consumer Ninja. Our Consumer Ninja is Wendy Nola. She uh, takes up your issues each and every single Wednesday night um, and uh, seeks to bash some heads together on your behalf as and when needed. Now, Wendy, it's not a common thing because the inlets um, largely make it really difficult to do, uh, but occasionally petrol ends up in a diesel car and diesel ends up in a petrol car. It does happen. It does happen, and from my perspective, it's quite common because I get a lot of uh, complaints about it, but I suppose overall in the scheme of things, it is quite rare. So what happened in this case that came my way this week was Marvin of Cape Town took his car to be filled at a service station, one of the big brands in Elsie's River. Um, He asked for unleaded petrol. His slip shows that he was charged for unleaded petrol, but uh, shortly after he left the service station, the car jerked smoked, stalled, and then wouldn't restart. Um, unfortunately for him, his tank had been almost empty when it was filled with diesel by the attendant instead of petrol, which is why um, the you know the, the results were rather instant and quite catastrophic. To cut a long story short, the owner of the service station agreed to pay for the repair to his engine, but insisted that his 2015 VW Polo Auto i.e. an out-of-warranty car, had to be repaired by his mechanic rather than uh, Marvin taking it to the VW franchise dealership of his choice because, said the owner, that would be far too expensive. Um, In fact, the owner sent him a WhatsApp saying, the law has changed. (laughs) I am not obligated to take your car to a franchised service center. So Melvin said, I politely informed him that I would rather that the vehicle be taken to an accredited Volkswagen uh, workshop, um, which is impartial, rather than someone affiliated, uh, instead of someone affiliated to either one of us. And then he said, do you have any advice for me? So clearly what that service station owner was referring to is right to repair, which is not a law, but a set of non-binding guidelines issued by the Competition Commission. uh, And they came into effect last July, and what they intended to do is steer industry players towards dropping the barriers to entry for the smaller independent, you know, previously disadvantaged service providers. Um, so it's a Section 21 company and it's been driving transformation, much needed, at this, obviously, transformation of the industry. And they said consumers should have the choice of buying a service or maintenance plan with their new vehicles or choosing an independent repairer that would apply in this case because it's more convenient, offers a better service experience, a better location, and is more affordable in most cases. Okay, so only 20% of cars on South African roads are under warranty, and Marvin's car was was not one of them. It was out, very much out of warranty. But as this misfueling thing comes up fairly often for me, I thought I would canvas the view of mm-hmm. Mark Demis, who is chairman of NADA, the National Automobile Dealers Association, basically the, the, the uh, franchise uh, well, the dealerships. And he said that garage owner has got the wrong act. Um, and anyway, right to repair, R2R, is not a, a, an act of law anyway. He says when a car is out of warranty, it does not have to be repaired with original parts or by franchise dealerships. Um, you know, that that's um, prohibitive cost-wise, certainly in terms of parts. He says, but my advice in a case like this is to insist that the service stations mechanic chosen mechanics is rmi approved so at least there's some um 
you know, some guarantee of some level of, of proficiency. He says, but if the car is under warranty, and I mean, in, in many cases it would be when this wrong fuel thing happens, if the car dealer failed due to a repair, if the car later failed, rather, this, this repair that was done after the, the wrong fuel got put in the tank, if that uh, repair failed uh, or something went wrong with the car, it, it could be um, linked back to the repair done because of the wrong fuel, then the manufacturer would indeed have the right to cancel the warranty. Yeah. So the upshot is that I had to tell um, Marvin is that um, he couldn't insist that it be taken to a VW dealership, that the service station owner may you know, choose some other workshop, but um, he really should ideally suggest that it was an RMI-approved one. And someone that actually, or a company that knows that specific make of car. Um, and he also said service station owners, the big franchise one, have insurance for this sort of thing. It's part of their franchise agreements. As it happened, Marvin, while I was busy investigating all of that, Marvin got back to me to say that the owner of the garage in question had agreed for his car to be repaired by a franchise VW dealership because his mechanic was too busy. <laughs> so Marvin got lucky there. He got what he wanted through default. But it's such an interesting issue, Bruce, um, because, you know, even if there is insurance, um, sometimes they don't want to pay. I had a case six or seven years ago of a, of a, a woman who drove a diesel uh, Volvo uh, hers was filled with petrol, catastrophic results. It was a very expensive repair. The the the, the um, engine's uh, uh, module uh, control module was damaged. That was thirteen thousand in itself. And then the rest, that the insurance paid that. And then the rest, her second bill for getting the engine restored was eighteen thousand. And then they dug their heels and they said, "Oh no, no, no!" There were disclaimer signs at the garage saying you have to it's the customer's responsibility to check that the correct fuel is dispensed so now we're not paying i took over that case and i said rightly that the cpa makes companies responsible for the negligence on the part of their um employees regardless of any signs and regardless of whether the insurance pays or not and happily that claim that eighteen thousand rand one was then settled but for anybody listening who fills up um either diesel or petrol, be alert. Um, if either you or the attendant isn't paying attention, this real, this fueling thing can happen. Um, as you say, uh, uh, Bruce, a lot of the, the newer cars, the nozzles are different sizes, so it can't happen, but there are a lot of older cars yeah. out there. Um, use your nose. Um, petrol and diesel smell completely different. And then check your slip to make sure the right fuel was dispensed. And that way you can spot a problem before you start up a range for the car to be... You know, and then you can arrange for the car to be towed yeah. away. In this case, it wouldn't have helped Marvin because the slip said. Um, yeah, exactly. But, said, but it's this uh, thing where but, fuel is like putting in fuel feels like such a waste of time. Um, and you arrive at the petrol station and you get a very nice petrol pump attendant. You go, well, I might as well use the time effectively. So you pop into the convenience store and you go, go get the bread phone. and the milk. Um, <laughs> or uh, you go and you break the law. You go on your phone because there's a little sign that says no phones, Wendy Nola. Um, oh, that's just stupid. No, I know. that's just been disproved by Mythbusters I long know. ago, Bruce. But, but the signs are still up. Uh, and there you are on your phone. <laughs> So you're not paying attention. Um, and then some twit goes and puts in diesel in petrol or petrol in diesel. Um, and it, it ends up, you know, you have to deal with the consequences. So it is well worthwhile. My only point is um, it is well worthwhile paying attention, uh, however boring and menial the task may seem to you, but making sure that you're getting exactly what it is that your car needs and what you're paying for. 
Exactly, because it's a huge slip. Even if they do pay eventually, what a huge slip to go through if it's the wrong fuel because your engine really, really doesn't like it. Thank you, Wendy Nola. Wendy Nola, our Wednesday night consumer ninja.